Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm Gary Temple Bodley, and with me today is Corey Curcio. I found Corey through a friend who found him on Instagram, and I watched a bunch of his Instagrams, and he's a young guy in New York, in Long Island, who uh, seems to know what he's talking about here. It's very rare to find someone who's as young as he is. How old are you, Corey? I'm 24. 24. Wow. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, well, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be on. And just a little correction, it's actually Staten Island. Staten Island. Sorry. <laughs> it was an island somewhere in New York. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. A different type of island, but we'll, we'll keep it at, you know, whatever you want to envision it as. <laughs> Did you see the king of Staten Island? I haven't. I haven't. It's great. I'm, yeah. Is it? Is it? Okay. Oh, it's awesome. It's so fucking great. And it's funny because the first part of it is you know, you just can't stand a guy and he's just a complete fuck up. And then you realize why and what he's all about. And then it takes this arc and ends in this fantastic place. So I highly suggest that movie. Yeah. A lot of Staten Islanders are a little upset about it. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I haven't taken, I heard like, Oh, it's horrible. And I'm like, I, I don't, I will never take uh, I take it. What you say with a, a grain of salt, I have to watch it for myself first, but exactly. it's Pete Davidson. come on, like he's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's great. Yeah, cool. Okay. So uh, I found you on Instagram through my friend on Dean who found who's in, in England and found you and was watching your stuff and says, uh, this guy knows his shit, <laughs> which is rare. You know, it's rare to find people who know their shit at such a young age. So tell us about a little about yourself and what, what your journey has been to this point. Yeah, for sure. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, from my understanding, what I had was what people call a Kundalini awakening. Uh, pretty, it was just like explosive. I had like these huge realizations and um, over the past, I'd say since like 2019, it, it kind of really amped up. My life changed in like crazy ways, like just these things that were happening. Uh, it, it's hard to say because people are like, oh, yeah, when did your awakening begin? And I feel that your whole life is an awakening because you're just like it's like awakening after awakening after awakening. And it's just layer after layer. So it's hard for me to pinpoint the beginning, like start of it. Uh -huh. But if I really had to say what it was, it actually it started with my health. And um, just becoming like self-aware of like what I was doing to my body and like the damage that was going on. And uh, I started to flip that. And once I started to actually I went vegan it was like that opened the door for like all the other aspects. And I really just became really in tune with myself and it launched from there, you know? Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So before that you were like a lot of us when we're younger is like partying and drinking and eating whatever, and not really thinking about it that way. And so at some point you had this inspiration to change that. Yeah, it was, uh, I would say, you know, I've always had really sharp intuition and what was happening is like in the younger years, I kind of just blew by it. And there were a lot of like false belief systems that I had that didn't let me go, let go of like the things in my life that no longer suited me. And I was partying a lot. And then I started to realize like the people I was around that were really just like deep reflections of myself. And I was getting a lot of negative synchronicities, like a lot of like serious stuff started happening to me. And then it, it had me realize like, whoa, like something is going on because it felt like I was being saved by like angels or something <laughs> yeah. with the events that were taking place. And then 
just from that point on, I just was like, boom, like I got to do this. And it was interesting because I focused on my health and then COVID hit right after. Yeah. So it was like perfect timing. Yeah. Um, we call these, or Joshua calls these manifestation events. So what these are is any event that happens in your reality where you feel emotion, positive or negative, in this case, a negative emotion. Um, this is an event orchestrated by the universe to show you where your limiting beliefs are. Most people just say, okay, well, that event was wrong or that person was wrong. It should never have happened. But you were able to go within and say, hold on, something is trying to tell me something here. What is that? And it always points to limiting beliefs. If you can, if you can find the limiting belief and process it and prove it's false, then you expand through that. Your limiting beliefs becomes less intense. And then you move another step forward on this journey of self-discovery and you begin to look at things from a higher perspective. So that's very interesting. So then you became a vegan and then what happened? <laughs> then it's really hard to say, cause I guess uh, at the same time, there was a lot going on in my life and I was just hitting like really low points. I had to do like, I was at a job I didn't like, I had to let go of that. Uh, so I was really, I was starting my life from a clean slate. If I was to say I'm reborn, that would be the greatest way I could say it is yeah. literally like I've become a completely different version of myself. But the funny thing is, it's actually the truest version. Well, I'm getting on point with the truer version of myself. Right. But um, it was a culmination of actually, it was my brother and I, we were both having this awakening process at the same time. Ah. And he's even younger than I am. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's been a wild ride. It's been fun though. It's been fun. Okay. So then how did the inspiration come to do the Instagrams and TikToks? That there was something just inside of me that I, I started getting, uh, well, I discovered, I discovered Bashar. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Bashar. Sure. Yeah. Bashar has been a huge, almost like mentor in my life. Uh, I was getting like literally like dreams of him. Like I'd be in his class. Uh, and then a lot of other stuff happened where eventually I just realized like I was gaining this type of wisdom that I, I knew internally almost that if I kept this in, I would be doing harm yeah. to like everyone around me by like keeping this to myself. Cause it, it's just information. I knew that people can learn to apply to their life and really like take big leaps and changes. And again, in the beginning, it's a little difficult because like I had to go through the whole process, like my family and like, you know, them not being aware of this, but you know, you learn along the way that you could just be the example. And that's the most you can really do, honestly. Yeah, I had that same situation. It, it started with me in 2013 and I did it through meditation. I started meditating and I felt this presence come in while I was meditating. And mm -hmm. then I started asking this presence questions and getting these answers back. And then when I said, who is this? And they said, we are Joshua. And so I didn't really tell anyone because I thought I was just making it up, but it was very cool to play with and then then in uh, November 15th, 2013, they said, get up and go right, right, right. So I go to my office in my house and just start typing. And that first day I typed three pages and it was the introduction to the first book. And since then there's been five books and all this stuff's happened since then. And along the way I had to come out to my parents and my brother and my friends and, and, you know, and this was opposite of who I was because before I was this just normal guy doing business and, you know, making money and that sort of thing. And now all of a sudden I am a channel and 
I had fear about sharing that with people. And as I pushed past that fear and shared it with them, it was, it was a wonderful experience every single time. I never really had any, any pushback at all on it and just nothing but support because I became more authentic. Yeah, I love. I actually, I was listening to the um, the podcast you posted. I think it was yesterday morning uh-huh. uh, with Joshua, and it was amazing because Joshua really uh, resonate really strongly with me, and a lot of like my realizations of like how reality works and stuff like that, very on point. So I found it to be very synchronistic, and I'm like really grateful to have this. The the one thing I want to ask you though is how how do you discern what is actually? I know that you're always in a channeled state regardless but how do you discern like what is the thought of yourself or coming from what joshua is so it's a combination but what i do is i prepare myself mentally before i start channeling so it takes a minute it takes 60 seconds about and so what i do is i raise i close my eyes i i you know imagine imagine raising my vibration or raising my consciousness to a higher level to connect to them clearly and then I, I try and bring in everyone who might be the guides uh, and supporters of anyone else who's going to be on the call. Usually, usually about 50 people on the call. And then there's, in the podcast, maybe thousands and thousands of people who will listen to it. So I try and gather all those together. And then I say affirmations to myself. I'm going to be clear. I'm going to sit in the background. I'm going to be free of fear. I'm just going to say what comes to me. And then I say, okay, when you're ready, make me giggle. And so they give me that feeling of just about to giggle. And then I just start with what comes out every time is we're thrilled to be here. And then just the thoughts just come. And so all I'm doing is translating those thoughts and saying them. And at first, the first couple of years, I was all in writing. And then I was uh, hypnotized and then brought it out in speaking. So I separate Gary from Joshua because I have an ego about it. And it's easier for me to say, it's not me, it's Joshua, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have that. You're able to be Corey. And you get the thoughts coming from your inner self or wherever it's coming from, and you can speak it as Corey. And then this will resonate with a, a different type of person who's, who's finding you. So someone who's resistant to the idea of channeling because it's weird, won't find me. And young people might not find me either, but they'll find you and they'll resonate with who you are. And they'll say, you know, I like Corey, what Corey's doing, what Corey's saying, and I can identify with that. So that's, so what I've noticed is that every single channel has a unique ability and brings forth, it could be a different entity. It could be like a lot of channels will have several different entities they work with. And some will just have like Esther Hicks and me and Bashar uh, and and Daryl have one, right? Mm -hmm. But we're always bringing it forth through the filter of our knowledge base. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, I thought that only Esther Hicks was the only channel in the world. Never heard of anyone else. Um, and I had been listening to Esther for a few years before I started meditating and before Joshua. So when Joshua came, I thought I was like, holy shit, how am I chosen for this? You know? <laughs> yeah. And then I started looking around for other channels and found Daryl and found, a, you know, Corey, uh, Story Waters and, and uh, tons of other people. 
And then as I started doing the Joshua work, other people who were working with me, just normal people, became channels as well. So I realized that I'm a teacher of teachers and and more and more and more people are, because, you know, everyone, I say, it's like singing. Everyone can sing. Some people have a natural talent for it. Some people have to learn it and some people will just do it in karaoke here and there, but everyone can sing mm -hmm. and everyone can channel. When you're having a fun conversation with your friends, those thoughts that are coming through, that's channeling. You yeah. don't call it that. You just call it a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Because most people think thoughts are created in your mind, and that's not true at all. You receive thoughts based on your vibration. And if you're in a fun vibration, you're receiving fun thoughts. If you're in a in a angry vibration, you're receiving angry thoughts. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And that's when you why get that, yeah, you, you can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I love that the law of attraction is like what you're focusing on because that's a big part of it. And what I like to share in my videos is I say like, just take the action that you, that's what you're passionate about. Don't just do the action to say, oh, uh, I'm going to do this just to get money. Do something that you love because what happens is when you start to take those actions that you love and are like inspirational, you start to get aha moments, those downloads, just like that all the time. And it's, exactly. it's yeah. hard to describe to people. Like you just have to do it, right. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's amazing. Well, so here's the, here's what, what we've learned is that you're being guided at all times by your inner self. You, every desire that you have can be manifested, but there's a difference between what you think you want as a human. Everything you think you want as a human is based in lack. I want a million dollars because I don't have a million dollars. Once you have a million dollars, I want $10 million because I don't have $10 million, right? So your effort and struggle to get these things you think you want, but it'll never give you the feeling you thought you'd get from having it. You mm -hmm. think you're going to have security by having a million dollars, but actually you're even more insecure because you're worried about losing the million dollars, right? That yep. sort of thing. So there's other desires that are called pre-birth intentions, and that is to express your love to yourself, to everyone else, to the conditions, to experience true freedom and true abundance, not limitation or lack, to expand in joy, not in suffering, and to discover who you truly are. And that's done through your passions most easily, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're passionate about something, you are naturally re resonating with who you are. And in that, it's easier to push past fear, right? Because it's fun, it's enjoyable. And yeah. so you receive these inspired ideas and you can take this to action. But every time you receive an inspired idea, no matter what it is, like you coming on this show, I reach out to you and I give you the idea to come on the show and you know it's a great idea, but there's something in there that says, Corey, don't do it. You know, who is this guy? What's it gonna turn out to? Will I be able to talk properly? All that stuff. Well, that's going to be on any single inspiration you ever have and it's triggered by a limiting belief because you haven't expanded through the action yet so mm -hmm. the limiting belief still exists there as you take the action push past the fear you expand so now that limiting belief is diminished because now it has more information you've had an experience that added more information to the limiting belief so the limiting belief becomes less limiting you keep doing this then you become what we call a blended being and you are in sync with your inner self, always acting when inspired. And that leads to 
the, the radical change in your life over the last year has been because you've been acting on this inspiration instead of su suppressing it or succumbing to fear. Beautifully put. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you get the inspiration. Think about the inspiration to, to do the first uh, TikTok. Was it TikTok the first time? It was. It was. It was. It was a little weird too because I I was like, oh, I think I need to do YouTube. And then yeah. TikTok was kind of like in the mix. And I figured, oh, well, it's new. I might as well jump on it. And I just said, you know, I'm going to commit to it every day. And I figured like rewiring in that new identity. Uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Aaron Doty. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. He, he likes to preach this thing about wiring in your identity. So make sure you take the action that's in alignment with that version of yourself that you are looking to be. Yes. And you wire that in now every day. So I figured... Ah commit to at least doing a video every day in some sort, at least posting something. And yeah. then I just have been doing it with no insistence or assumption on whatever it brings me. And yeah, no attachment to the outcome. Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. So, okay. So you do the first one. What do you do? Put your phone up and just start talking at first. That's what I was doing. Uh, you didn't write <laughs> then, anything down first. Uh, at first I didn't actually, I actually didn't. I was just like, you know, cause I, my mind was like always racing with all these ideas. And a lot of times when I just get into that flow state, it'll just come so natural to me. Right. I mean, now I do like to take like little pointers, but it's kind of funny because even as I do it now, a lot of the times it just ends up coming so naturally. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's weird how it happens, but yeah, that is, that's well, that's pure channeling, pure flow state. Yeah. Yeah. And did you have any uh, audience before this? No, no, I didn't. It was <laughs> when I tell you I was going clean slate. I mean, I was just using my my Instagram. I had to basically reinvent what Instagram was. Yeah. <laughs> Every concept was given to me. I was just stripping it away because what I was normally used to Instagram just being like something you post for like likes or stuff like that. I knew like I had to really change this up. Because at least Instagram, I wasn't even touching at first. I was just doing only TikTok. Yeah. TikTok, I made the account. First video I posted, it was just purely from information like this. Wow. And then recently, I felt like, Corey, you need to, you got to start using Instagram more. Like, you got to start using it. And I realized I had these belief systems that because I had a lot of people on there that I've grown up with. And like, right. I had to just do it. And if they unfollowed me or didn't resonate, that's not my problem because this is my journey. Yeah. And that's actually basically what led me to you. Yeah. Or you, well, absolutely. you were led to me. And <laughs> yeah. So. I didn't start posting Joshua on my private Facebook till 2019. So six years in. Wow. Yeah. So you did it right away. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm very like, just got to put your head down and just do it. Cause you know, it's like going into the storm. I, someone that I follow, his name is Victor Odo. <laughs> He, uh, he always talks about like how I think it's bison that when a storm comes, they go straight through it because they know if that if they wait, it's going to be too much for them. So they have mm -hmm. to get through it right now and just be on the other side before the storm keeps developing larger and larger. And then they're really lost within it. Wow. Yeah, so that makes sense. Gotta, yeah. Just go ahead first into it. Yep. Pushing past that fear. OK. What was the first TikTok about? Do you remember? <laughs> Uh, I actually don't. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. That's the, I made a ton now. So yeah. Well, every day. Sure. And yeah. so, um, and so people just shared you or liked you and, and found you. Yeah. It's, that way. Yeah. It's been, it's been slowly growing, I guess you could say, but 
the way I see it, I'm grateful if one person watches it and resonates with it, like that's, that's what I need. And it, it'll just build from there, you know, yeah, just that one person. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's like Joshua says, we could care less if we're talking to one person or a million people. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the experience for you. I yep. mean, all this information is coming out for you too. You know? yeah. yeah. And that's like, that was like the big uh, changing point for me. It's like when you really consciously understand that like everything literally is you. Yeah. Down to the fine particle or, you know, subatomic particle, whatever. That's, it's you in some way. And when you really start to see as everything is a reflection of yourself, you can only keep learning more. So like the more I put out these videos and like the more, let's say I get like negative feedback and stuff like that. It's like, oh, wow, I'm grateful for this. And like, now I can build off this and I can learn from this. And it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. You take that to another level is that someone was inspired to build the building that you're living in so that you could live in it. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason it exists. Yeah, I love that. And that person got the inspiration. Someone was inspired to build the roads so that you can get where you need to get to, right? Yeah. And the banks, just for you, not yeah. for anyone else, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, one thing I always learned was that if if you have a gift, there's someone that is there's someone in this world that has to receive the gift you have. Otherwise, you wouldn't have the gift in the first place. Yeah. And because and Bishar, again, like I'm a huge Bashar guy. He's literally like, I've learned so much from him and his perspectives are great. He's always like, you're literally depriving them. And that was what I was realizing when I had that calling to put out the videos is that I feel like I'm depriving people of something that they can learn. And right. I can't, I can't really fear what they're going to throw at me because if I, I can at least put it out for them. Yes. Um, the fear is always wanting you to disconnect from all that is based in the ego and the human survival instinct and keeping you safe and limited and small. And that's all it is. It's just that, uh, that what well, we think of it this way, the ego is designed to keep you alive. Doesn't care about your happiness or anything. Just wants to keep you alive. If you're expanding to a new place, the ego's like, we don't know where that is. You know, I don't know where that is. Uh, that could lead to some harm. So we don't want you to do that. And so that's only, that's all that fear is. If you could realize that's what's going on, then you know that everything you want is on the other side of that fear. Mm -hmm. And then you owe it not just to yourself, but to all that is and anyone else who can benefit or might benefit or who knows from whatever action that you're inspired to take. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 And fear is uh, it's an excellent tool because what I've realized is that the more if you get comfortable, it's really about you know how they say the only thing you have to fear is fear itself is so true. It's because our relationship with fear is we fear the fear itself. So we don't, the thing is that you can use the fear as a guiding mechanism to show you like, Hey, this is an aspect of you that you can learn from and you can let go. Cause the thing is when you're that close to the fear and you feel the fear, you're at the closest point to letting go. Cause you're there. You just, yeah. All you have to do is just let go of it. Basically. Yeah. Well, it's not easy to do. Sometimes. It's not yeah. easy. It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> but you get more confident as you do it, you know, and you can see yeah. the results. And so that helps. We, we say what you really fear is the emotion you think is going to come from some imaginary outcome that you think is unfavorable. So you're only fearing negative emotion. But negative emotion is guidance. It's letting you know that you're looking at reality in a way that's not true. 
Mm -hmm. so your inner self is saying, here is what's true. If you are perceiving reality at, in truth, you will feel good because you're connected to us and you will be sent positive emotion all the time. But if you're perceiving the illusion, well, you're going to feel negative emotions. So you know that you're not, you know, you're not realizing what's actually happening here. Mm-hmm. But people don't like the negative emotion and they perceive that it's caused by something outside of them. And so they then receive urges to control the conditions and they stay small. And actually, this is all based in limiting beliefs. And if limiting beliefs are not challenged, they grow stronger because there's momentum in all things. And you can see as people get older, they tend to withdraw. You know, they tend to live alone in their apartment and don't go out and watch the news and be more in fear. Well, we want to get to another side of that by, by processing those limiting beliefs and pushing past fear and connecting more and doing more and being more Mm -hmm. and building momentum that way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So what's the feedback been like? Do you have any idea how old people are? Are you getting a lot of young people? Uh, It's been good so far, actually. I've obviously had people on follow me, but for people that actually know me or I've gone to school with in the past, they've been like messaging me saying like, this is amazing stuff. You know, like (laughs) this is obviously a lot of stuff I put out is very mind bending because I love talking about like the metaphysics. Like my favorite things is like talking about like parallel realities and stuff like that. So for people that are hearing that, you know, it sounds a little wild, but a lot of the other stuff, they'll say like, hey, you know, like this is really motivational work. And a lot of them are around my age. I've gotten a lot of older people as well, too. Yeah. And I've always I've always connected with old older people. Uh-huh. I've been like my whole life told, hey, you're an old soul. I've had people come up to me and say that. And I always just had a connection with them. So I feel like that's actually easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> but great. yeah, I've had a pretty a wide audience, honestly, of any any gender whatever any ethnicity anyone you know come all <laughs> um okay so you've made a ton of in a ton of uh, tiktoks a ton of instagram what else are you inspired to do i am inspired to actually make music i've uh, been basically playing electronic drum set for a little bit i've been learning some music production uh, i'm also writing a book right now uh, I've been trying to do a little bit of everything, honestly. I've been just do a lot of world traveling. That's been my thing too. I'm yeah. trying to create like a, a blog site and just to help people like learn travel tips and like how to save money on traveling. Awesome. I'm trying to pretty much do it all, honestly. <laughs> and uh, um, do you have a title for the book yet? I don't. I don't. What's the, what's it about? It's gonna be it's gonna be like a, a guide to. I'm gonna make it like a one time book or like a a self-guide for everything. It's going to, it's going to be not so like a huge, massive book, but for anyone, it's going to encompass like health, mental health, you know, how to be more spiritual in tune with yourself, uh, some investing, just a little bit of all that, just a pretty well-rounded guidebook, I'd say. Awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A guide to the soul. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Tour guide to the soul. Um, So, yeah, so what I've come to realize after seven and a half years of this is that our primary intention is to awaken to who we are. Mm -hmm. And so we start out, most people start out exploring who they're not, spending time in the inauthentic version of them and trying to manufacture what they perceive they lack. 
in doing it, they effort and struggle and they don't really manifest much joy out of it. Most of it is, you know, confusion and chaos and problems and that sort of thing. Then they come to some point where it's like, well, there's gotta be a better way. And then they seek and they find whoever they find. And this puts them on this journey of self-discovery. And as long as everyone's going on that journey of self-discovery, doing what they're inspired to do and pushing past fear and finding, you know, being okay with being interested in weird stuff like this, then they'll at some point get deeper and deeper and deeper and then um, have this moment or this evolution where they realize who they truly are and why they're here. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, it becomes, like you said, greater levels of awareness and awakening. Because now that you're, you're actually um, ramping up this process, you start to get clarity that you never had before. And now th- things that you missed, like we have this course called the boot camp. And the funny thing is, you can't just do the boot camp once. So you do the, it's eight weeks, you go through it, you do eight weeks, and then you do it again. And because you did the first eight weeks, when you do it again, you see all kinds of stuff you never saw before. And you start to get it now because you've, you've raised your vibration and you get more clarity. And then you, then you're going along realizing that everything's happening for you, that things are always working out. You're acting on more inspiration. You're letting the bullshit go. You're accepting yourself and others in the world at a higher level. And then at some point you get put on these experiences to have a moment of clarity where you see everything. And this happens in all kinds of different ways. But um, I just had a a one-on-one session yesterday with a woman named Jody who in meditation had this complete vision of her self with her council of 12 planning this next incarnation as Jody, wow. what she was here to do, how she would live that life, you know, and what her, the talents and attributes that she would bring in with her that would help her do this. Right. Wow. So <laughs> like, like there's one of the, counsel people of her guides is confidence. And so we're going to bring in this much confidence, right? And we're going to bring in this much worthiness, like a low level of worthiness, right? And we're going to bring in this much interest in reading, you know, or literature. And so they designed this life. She incarnates as as Jody, and then she goes along her life, picks up these limiting beliefs, gets drawn into Joshua's teachings and law of attraction, that stuff, gets into the boot camp, does it a few times, starts meditating, and then has this realization that that was the whole purpose of this to get her to realize who she is. And now she's just, she's purely channeling from many different entities, just wow. coming through at full speed. So now she's got to figure out what to do with this, just like you did. And <laughs> I, I did, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, like when you start, cause it's like, it's a crazy moment. I don't even know how to describe it. Cause when it really started happening to me and it was coming in the forms of like books and channelers, it was so weird because I, and I always say like, use your discernment. That's the key. Always use your discernment and what's true and what's not true for you. For me, it was almost like, I didn't even have to question it. 
it was like, wow, that is true. Like you just know it's true. Yeah. And well, you are very powerful. <laughs> you know, you are, you are this leading edge being that's coming here to yeah. change the world. Right. Oh, for sure. You know? And so, so the minute you heard it, you didn't have to say, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. Like I did. Right. I, oh, is that how it happened to you? Well, you know, it's like we had, so here's how it happened. So I was very successful in business, lost everything in 2008, had to start over and we lost our house. So we moved into this other house and a friend brought us the secret. We loved the secret. We're listening to it over and over and over again. And then in our own library, we find Askinance given by Abraham Hicks. And that was, we had owned that. And I had heard it, I don't know, two years before or something, mm -hmm. but it didn't resonate with me at all. I didn't like, back then yeah. she had this accent, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't get it. Now, after listening to The Secret, I had elevated my vibration and I was ready for to listen to it again and then it hit right and then i go oh my god this is absolutely true but i thought i'm going to use this law of attraction stuff to get all my money back you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is you can't use this stuff you just have to go with it you can't have this attachment to an outcome you can't say i'm going to be rich because of this you know um, yeah that's the human wants to do that the soul wants to come to this place where they understand who where the human understands who it truly is so that it can actually be powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also funny because, you know, we, we really do like value money so much, but if the goal is to just make money and you know, this is like the thing I always tell people, like there are people that live completely different lives where you see people that have millions of dollars and they're miserable. They're absolutely miserable. Like they just don't enjoy life. Can't figure it out. Then there's people that live in parts of the world where, they don't, they haven't even experienced what you've experienced in a city life and they love life and they wouldn't even want to leave it for the world. So it's really about like, why, why is your goal? Not what is making me happy? Cause realistically, I don't need billions of dollars to make me happy. I just need whatever I need. That's going to make me happy. And that's, you know, I'm good with that. Right. Yeah. So abundance is receiving everything you need to do whatever you need to do when you need to do it. Well, yeah. the law of attraction is receiving everything you need when you need it to do whatever you need to do. So abundance and the law of attraction are the same thing. Yeah. So actually you've always been absolutely abundant. In fact, you've mm -hmm. never experienced lack. If you were exploring poverty, well, then you had an abundance of experiences that help you really explore poverty. Mm -hmm. You change that, that to, I want to explore prosperity or I want to explore, um, you know, self-awareness or whatever it is, then you get whatever you need to do that, but not more than you need. So if you, yeah. if you aren't getting more, it's because you don't need more. So why, mm -hmm. why don't you need more? Because you're not pushing past fear. You're staying limited, push past that fear. And then suddenly everything comes. Yeah. That's a tough, it's a very tough concept for people to grasp. And that's like, it's hard. And I really, I almost feel bad. I think that that's something I have to also work on because I'm almost afraid of telling people that are like, let's say in poverty, like, yeah, like you can go beyond this point. And it's hard to tell people like you kind of set this up for yourself because <laughs> people get very offended by that. Like you, this is your manifestation. You must be accountable for it. Right. Otherwise, like you just won't figure it out. You're, you're going to have a very tough time understanding life. If you're not realizing, like I made this for me to learn from, right. not that it's attacking you. And 
it's it's something that I really want to stress to people, and I'm I'm trying to. Yes. You know. Well, so there's two approach to, approaches to life. There's the approach that every single human being learns, and that's the approach of victimhood. I am a victim to other people, other circumstances that are beyond my control, right? Mm -hmm. And so in that approach to life, you seek to control as much as possible. So even, even when someone is rich and they buy a yacht, what they're trying to do is keep themselves distanced from lesser forms of human, you know, yeah. like on a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah. Right? They're separating themselves with that control. They're not really enjoying the, the yacht. They just think that they're, they're going to be avoiding, you know, negative emotion from interacting with strangers. Okay. So that is the perception that things outside of you are causing you to feel something. And that's not true. What's happening is you're judging the things outside of you. And that judgment is either in alignment with who you are or not. And if it is, if you judge it as good, then you feel positive emotion. If you judge it as bad, you receive negative emotion. Well, they think the negative emotion is caused by that event or that person outside of them, but it's simply their perception of the event causes the negative emotion. So that's why you have to fundamentally start with this idea of acceptance. I accept who I am, I accept where I am, and I accept the conditions that exist. And I accept all others that exist in my reality. Just start with that acceptance, okay? Right now, in this moment, everything's perfect. I have everything I need to do what I'm doing in this moment. I have enough air to breathe, water to drink, food to eat, that sort of thing. In the future moment, I don't know. But if I look at my past, every single moment has been perfect, if I really think about it, because it's led me here and I had everything I needed to get here. Yep. So if the past was perfect and the present moment's perfect, then the future has to be perfect as well. So we can mm -hmm. let, it, let go about worrying about what that is and then bring everything back to this moment. What do I want to do now? Doesn't matter who I was in the past. Doesn't matter what events happened in the past. It's where I am now and this place is the perfect place to start. So what's the most exciting thing I could do like Bashar? What's your highest excitement in this moment? Move towards that. Well, you know, my highest excitement is, you know, what what is it? You know, but that's <laughs> the thing that people have a hard part doing because they're so used to controlling or changing conditions. Yeah. And then there's a lot of just these belief systems set up behind it. Because in reality, you could just take the action right now. Uh, and I was watching something recently. It was like this woman asked, like, well, oh, uh, you know, we have this pandemic going on and I'm an actress and I want to continue to act. And then he was like, well, what, why aren't you acting? And then she said, well, because everything is closed. And then he's like, well, that's the thing. You're, you're not getting to the fundamental. If you just grab a group of friends, hang out in your apartment and act, you're doing what you want to do. And then you don't know, cause that can lead you towards anything. You know, you just got to do it in the now, but yeah. we create these things like, oh, if I do this, this isn't going to get me this. And oh, if I do this, this is going to happen. And, exactly. But, but you don't know what's going to happen. You never know. <laughs> it's I have. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same thing with um, it's, that's a perfect example because they they don't they, they're, they bring so much around that thing they want to do. I have to do it here, I have to do it there, I have to do it with these people, blah, 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 blah. But that's what the true of real life too. You know, if mm -hmm. I wanna act, well, you can just go to any community theater and act, they'd love to have you, but no, no, no. You wanna 
be on TV or be in a movie or be paid for it or whatever it is, that's an attachment to an outcome. What you're saying is you want the outcome and you're going to get it through the means of acting. And this is always going to lead to effort and struggle and all these experiences that actors have that are difficult, you know? Yeah. 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 In <laughs> fact, in this book is that example. One person wants to be famous by being an actor and they, you know, they work hard and they effort and struggle all the way through. And the other person just loves acting and she finds this job where she can work in the daytime so she can go to rehearsals at night and all this stuff. And then one receives the feelings that would accompany the joy of expressing themselves that way. Yeah. Just like playing music, you know, mm -hmm. you, people are dr drawn to playing music. They play the music but then it has to take on something else. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and it's like, kind of like what you were saying in the beginning though, it's because we look to see like what others are doing in their experiences. But when you really realize that like all that you're doing is like, you're just looking at other people living. Like <laughs> I've gotten this, like I was realizing this week that like, wow, we're just living. Like you are just living like and that doesn't mean like you're doing nothing you're just doing what you want to do and all that the news and media are, are just we're looking at other people living yeah <laughs> so it doesn't mean that you have to live exactly the same way as them and you're literally just peering into another reality another version of earth that that individual is experiencing for them so it doesn't mean that you won't potentially have similar experiences but you can have even better experiences than you even can fathom to be possible but because you keep trying to equate someone else's personal reality and reflections and manifestations of themselves that they need to experience, you're getting caught up in it because it's not really relevant for you in that degree. You could take whatever you need from it, but it is yeah. their own personal experience. Yeah. So this works in two ways. If you look at someone you think from your perspective is doing well, then you sort of want to emulate them or are envious of them or jealous of them in some way. This is how people should live. They create this false ideal of the ideal life. Look, this person is able to do it. How come I can't do it? And they use this as an excuse to feel bad. Or they look at someone who's going through something terrible and they say, oh, I have to protect myself from that thing. Or we got to mm -hmm. control those people who are doing this thing. You know, like the Capitol riots. It's just yeah. a bunch of people who were acting on urges based in fear to try and change a situation, it has nothing to do with me whatsoever. It's their yeah. experience. But a lot of people are like, oh my God, look how bad that is. We have to stop this thing from happening. You know, they yeah. buy into that fear, get caught up in that and they want to change the conditions. And then people see people posting stuff on Instagram and that from their perspective, they're assuming that's their life, but of course not, that's just, the best moment of that day that yep. is no real representation of how they're feeling. And the interesting thing is that you might not even be living on the same version of earth as what you're seeing. Right. That that's the key to it is that if you think about logically, like when you understand the way that this, like your physical reality works, the news doesn't really make sense because they're just showing you what they are experiencing for them that's relevant for them in that one personal reality and then they're projecting it to others as if you all live in this one bubble reality but right. the reality is everyone lives in their own individual reality you're just able to see someone else's reality because that's just that glass mirror effect essentially yeah and you can't even see the reality you're only seeing it from your perspective so the exactly. idea yeah yeah is like you have two bubbles you're in this bubble and your bubble intersects with 
your girlfriend, right? So you see her from your perspective and she sees you from, from her perspective, but you're seeing a completely distorted view of her because it's this intersection of these two bubbles and she sees a distorted perspective. She has no clue who you are. She'll never know who you are. She doesn't even know who she is, and you have no idea who she who, who she is either. You just are ref, it's reflecting back what you think is good, what you think is bad, that sort of thing. Now, yeah. so you so I uh, Joshua has talked about this before, but imagine source, source's reality is the whole universe, right? Mm -hmm. So source is experiencing all the stuff that's going on in the universe, and source is pure love. So source says everything is right. Source's number one belief is everything is right. There is no wrong. It's all right. Yep. And we, from our perspectives, if we're living in fear, say everything is wrong. Nothing is right. You know. So yep. we have to move from that belief system of everything is wrong to everything is right. And that's the journey that we're on. So if you can imagine that you're the source of your bubble of reality, your universe, Everything that you experience is just like sources experiencing it. You can be love like sources love, or you can react in fear, perceive it in fear. But if you perceive it in fear, you're adding fear into your universe and you're getting yeah. reflected back fear because the, the system says, well, this is what they want to experience. So let's give them the experience. We don't know. We don't say good or bad. We say anything you want. If this is what you're focusing on, we're going to give it back to you so that you can understand what that is. Mm -hmm. But if you want to rise above that and have the life you intended to, to live, you just do everything you can to add love into your reality, which is acceptance because love and acceptance are, are the same thing. Whereas fear mm -hmm. and control are the same thing, right? Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And it's just, uh, I think a key that people can realize, especially during these times is that, you know, what someone else is experiencing is valid for them, even if you deem it to be purely evil, you know, and I know it's like a sensitive topic, but something like racism, it sounds crazy, but it is relevant for that individual to have that belief in order to then realize I no longer need to see people in this way. Right. And it's interesting because it's like you need, and uh, when it's the darkest, it's when you can find clarity easiest in a dark room, you can see a candle lit easiest as opposed to in a light room to find the candle it's not the same way yes and that's the thing is that just because that person you don't have to judge them they needed to experience this and you just have to see it as valid but when you attack them and say like that's wrong that's not you're not showing them a way of saying like hey it's okay for you to experience this are you experiencing this and this is how i feel yeah. <laughs> and that's it you know and even that is always brought back to you anyway you yep. know so you say um, uh, racism is terrible, right? I am, I believe in equality for all. And then you encounter someone who is racist and you say, that's wrong because you have this belief system of equality. Well, that mm -hmm. only applies to you. And what's happening is you still have a limiting belief in there, right? That, yeah. that you're, you are not letting everyone be equal because if you did then that person would be entitled to their beliefs yep right yeah, yeah. in fact so and and i've gone a long way on this because i was uh, a republican when i was in business 
then through all this became really liberal and then realized, holy shit, I'm picking sides, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I want to be neutral. And that means I will never pick a side again. I'm never going to be us against you. I am absolutely neutral in everything I do because I believe in the absolute equality of, of all. Yep. And, and then every, so uh, this is a fun thing that Joshua says, imagine a, uh, um, a curve, like a rainbow, right? Mm -hmm. And so at each bottom of the rainbow, on one side, it's the person who is most against whatever that is. So say it's uh, gun control, right? So the person who's totally against control, they have millions of guns, they think it's a primary right, they are adamant that, that you have to have allow people to have guns. And on the other side is people who, someone who says, all guns are absolutely evil. And then between that is this range of beliefs, right? So the most people in fear are at the ends, at the bottom. But as you rise up that curve towards the middle point, that point is neutrality. And that is the highest vibration of love. I don't care. Has nothing to do with me. You guys yeah. fight it out. It doesn't affect me <laughs> whatsoever. It's not part of my reality. Right? I'm yeah. not going to choose sides, right? Now you take that with every single possible opinion you have, and you just go as high, as high, as high as you can, and then you become in a place of acceptance. I accept that you want your guns, and I accept that you don't want people to have guns, and I'm up here. You guys figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's yeah. true, because you can really see it from like any standpoint. One person could have had a traumatic experience, and now they feel they need a gun, and they're, and I feel sympathy for them. And there are others that just are like, hey, you know, I like shooting in a free range, and I want my gun. I don't have a problem with that, you know? So I can't be out here like, you can't have this, or you got to do this. And Yeah. And so you can take it to, to every subject in your life. Yeah. Uh, veganism, uh, animal cruelty, uh, blah, 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 whatever it is. Because the only reason you have an opinion one way or the other is that there is some fear there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so we want to move the fear out of our reality and pour more love into the reality. And that, that love is based in acceptance. Yeah. Cause you just don't know where that individual is on their journey and you don't know if that they're just experiencing that because it's relevant for them. You can't really say you haven't yeah. lived their entire life and you're not them. Nobody <laughs> actually cares about the other person. What they're caring about is how they feel by observing the other person. And since mm -hmm. they have no control over how they feel, they want the other person to be different than they are. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I like that. <laughs> okay. So you've, so how, when did this really start for you in, in beginning of 2020? Uh, no, it, it started, this is kind of how it happened. Uh, basically around 2019, at least the spiritual aspect, like I knew that like my life was hitting crazy rock bottom and then yeah. it coincided with my brother had a dream where an angel visited him. Wow. And he gave him the number one, one, one. And then he woke up and then he started seeing one, one, one. And then he was like, yo, Corey, what's going on? And then my grand, both my grandfathers are, they, they passed on there and, you know, on their journey now in the spiritual form, but uh, they started contacting him and then kind of started contacting us. And we actually had this experience where they spoke to us through an Amazon Alexa. 
<laughs> oh my god it, really? no, it, it was crazy and then they told they gave us five 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 and they told us that we were sent here to save the world it was some it was crazy it was crazy it felt like a movie wow uh it said five 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 save the world or something like that and that we had to go to egypt and they gave us some places that like basically are connected to who we are at the core and then we we're like whoa and then <laughs> that all started trickling down and then we started meditating and then we started having like this whole uh, 2019 to around the summer of 2020 it was like a whole purge process where we just had like all these deep reflections of ourselves come up through like toxic friends or people we met in these scenarios and we had to just like clear it out and wow. did all the inner work it, yeah it was a big what someone I would say, like what people take a lifetime to have to like figure out and stuff like that. We did it in like months. Yeah. So it was just like traumatic. That wasn't traumatic. I wouldn't say traumatic, but like it was serious stuff. Like we had to go through a lot of old stuff, like belief systems we had to cut out. And it was just like happening so fast. And it was it was a lot. Yeah, totally. So, wow. Yeah. And uh, so have you so you so Egypt was the place that you were supposed to go to? We were supposed to go to that, but then I guess reality took another yeah. turn and then that didn't end up happening. And we started finding out like uh, we had to take the, we, we felt we had to travel. And yeah. of course, this was like beginning of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like April, it was like May or June. And we were like, we got to travel. We have to go somewhere. We feel it in our gut. Yeah. And then, you know, the news at that time was like crazy. Our family was like, are you guys crazy? Like you can't travel. You can't do this. Like. And we just knew we had to go because we were being called to go to Sedona. Yeah, Sedona, sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. Which you know, they say it's the uh, the the portal of magnification. Mm. So, and we just went. And then when we when we went there, we we got so many signs, and like it was just unreal. And then it started unfolding more and more. And then that led us to pursue the traveling thing. And we've just been traveling like crazy. Yeah, we have too. We we haven't stayed still. We've Where have been you been? In, in New York and Colorado and Florida, um, all, all over the place. Yeah. Nice. How, yeah. How's Colorado? I've heard it's amazing there. Yeah. Colorado's fantastic. Yeah. Where yes. in Colorado? Uh, this time we went to Crested Butte and Vail and okay. uh, Denver. Um, and then we in July of last year, we went to Manhattan and stayed nice. in a friend's apartment there. And that's when I had my awakening moment was on July 6th in that apartment. That's my uh, birthday. That's your birthday? <laughs> July 6th. No kidding. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So the wow. whole story about that, um, you know, and so so for us, we we didn't slow down one bit. We, Of course, we didn't go out of the country this year, but we could have. And we've had people here. We have this yeah. big house in North Carolina. And so we've just had events here. We had a huge event in, in Orlando, people nice. staying with us and coming in from all over. Um, you know, we had one friend who came from Canada and she just gets out of the country. And then on the way back, she's supposed to quarantine in a hotel that she's supposed to pay for and have three tests. Each test costs $300, right? And the hotel costs $5,000 to stay and she has to stay in her room the whole time and we're like that's not going to happen don't worry about it it's not going to happen and she's like i know it's not gonna happen she's very advanced and so she flies back gets there and the, the way it worked out she was supposed to be in vancouver 
but she flew into Calgary and she's like, I got my reservation in Vancouver. And they said, no, you got to stay here in Calgary. And said, here's, here's the list of hotels you got to have. And so she just called any hotel and got a $90 room. Right. Uh And said, here's where I'm staying. They're like, okay. And then she got the test for free. They weren't charging 300 bucks. So she had a test. And then the next day she was cleared and she went home. So all these Canadians are not going to America because they think they have to quarantine for 10 days, which is complete bullshit, you know? Yeah, it's total BS. (laughs) It doesn't even make sense. (laughs) But you can see how people living in fear just abide by these fears. They don't think for themselves. People who are living on inspiration are saying, I know it's going to work out. I have nothing to worry about. And they just do it and they can see how it does. And when you see how it works out, then you have all this confidence. It's amazing. Yeah. I swear every single time that I even had a little doubt that it wouldn't work out, it worked out every, right. every time guaranteed. So it just happened so many times that I was like, I already know the deal now. It always has to work out. So just going to keep on doing it. <laughs> awesome. Great. Yeah. Well, this has been so much fun. Can you tell people how to find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. The, and I have a Twitter too. If you want to check that out, the handle is at Corey, C-O-R-E-Y. Four F O R we W E, and I post a lot of content. So I'll talk about a lot of stuff that we're talking about now. Yeah, you can totally check me out. I like how your um, stuff is topical. So if something's happening, you talk about that thing, you know, and it makes so much sense. Yeah, um, I'm trying to do that a little more. Yeah, how did you get the? Uh, what what made you think about Corey for we? I don't want to say Corey for all. Cause uh-huh. it just felt like it, it sounds like political. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I don't like, uh, the, I felt like us or like Corey for us, us and them. Like I'm trying to rid of those like us, they narratives. I just figure we like, we all, you know, that's awesome. So I thought that yeah. that was the easiest thing and it seems catchy. So yeah. Fantastic. Stick with it. All right, cool. Corey for we fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being here, Corey. This has been a pleasure and we'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for this. Awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. If you'd like to find more information about Joshua, visit theteachingsofjoshua.com. Uh, the books are on Amazon. Just search Gary Bodley uh, or Gary Temple Bodley. And if you'd like to join our Facebook group, it's called The Friends of Joshua. So I hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.